what's up? Drum roll. You can add drum roll. Uh, post, oh, oh, that's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna have everyone listening imagine it. Ah, there we go. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right, that's right. I actually let David sing the intro because it's it's like good training for his singing, you know? David's going <laughs> to come out of recording this podcast sounding like my... I was in like half singing. I, like, I started singing and then I was like, okay, this is not going to work. You know, you should you should commit to it, man. I want to I want to see the the you you grow like a butterfly. I'll I'll, I'll sing the outro. I'll sing the outro. Oh, this is very exciting. I cannot wait for the outro. Uh, anyways, uh, so we also got to teen on this episode. What's up? So it's been a hot minute. We could not have him on for the Loki episode, which kind of saddened me. But we did finally get him back, so that's pretty exciting. Welcome back. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Uh. So how's everybody doing today? How how's the weather going on around the world today? We can start with the teens to the guest. I have not checked the weather. Oh, okay, it's like it's mostly sunny. It's good. Damn. Yeah. Well, my blinds are closed, so I don't know. Yeah, me too. I just looked up on my phone. <laughs> well, that's a, I guess that's a that is a way to do it as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good. College ended uh for like three weeks which is amazing that is pretty exciting yes it got we get, we get the really quick. stressful oh don't you you don't don't i know it bro don't i know it yeah uh yeah. david how you doing man i'm doing all right kind of wisconsin's looking mighty partly cloudy 30 degrees um i'm just chilling in my room glad to be back home uh I mean, I never really left Wisconsin. I, w- I went like 20 minutes away. Um, so <laughs> yes, you get the you get That's the blessing being not far. I know it's about it's about the same as it would have been back in UW. So actually, uh, actually, both of you guys kind of get it. A, you get it nice. You stay within your own state. I gotta like cross state lines. You know, there's like yeah. sending the sending the dogs and the troopers after me. Right. Well, anyways, guys, we're not here to talk about that kind of stuff. We're here to talk about. Of course, the only thing that anyone is talking about recently, and that is, of course, Spider-Man. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. I'm sure you've heard that this movie kind of came out and blew up everything and is breaking all these records. And chances are will not be the highest grossing movie ever made, but it'll be close. Uh, so we thought it'd be kind of cool to dive into it real quick. Pretty fresh off the release. Talk about some of our thoughts on the movie. Talk about some of our like uh, kind of some, some, some minor analysis, you know, talking about what we thought and all that good stuff. Um, and then possibly talking about what we think is going to happen next, you know, like what, what, uh, what does that ending imply? What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but before we yeah. get into this, I think it should be pretty uh, obvious to say there's going to be a crap ton of spoilers. So please don't listen to this unless you've seen the episode, uh, not episode, the movie, uh, because I'm not going to be sitting here and talking vague about all the characters being like, ah, yes, this happens. And also this happens like really, really vague. Like, no, we're going to talk about it in detail. So, uh, go see the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as hard as it seems. There will be seats. Just go find one. Um, anyways, y'all ready to go? Yeah, yeah, we're ready. Good stuff, good stuff. So I think mm-hmm. the easiest question, knockout right away, um, before we start diving into the nitty-gritty, is just some overall, like, what did we think? Like, start with Jatin, since he's the guest. What did you think of the movie? Dude, it was it was amazing. But the ending, dude, oh, my God. <laughs> I got yes, me thinking about that. shit, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, it, it was great. I think um, the only other movie that's better, like the other Spider-Man, is Into the Spider-Verse. I would hold it above this, but it's 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 great. It's amazing. Most yeah. definitely, most definitely. David, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I I did see the movie like two times in less than twenty four hours. So, which I don't think David's ever done before. No, no, I don't no, think no. I've ever heard of David watching a movie more than once. Yeah, in the, in the, over a short period of time. I mean, yeah, over, yeah, over that short period of time, uh, it just happened to be a coincidence. Um, and you know, I I loved it. It it was it was good the first time. It was good the second time. Um, I, it's, overall, it's, just, like, it's it's a really solid movie. And like for what, for for how ambitious the movie is, I I thought they they did a really good job. And you know, Marvel's pretty good at you know ambitious stuff like that. So uh, kudos to them uh, doing it again. Kind of, what do you think? Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, yeah, so when me and David did an episode on this, uh, we did we were doing trailers. Um, we yeah. talked about how we couldn't really conceive of this doing being good. Like we were down. Like okay. we, not that we thought it was bad. We didn't think it looked bad, but we were talking about it as like, okay, what like how is this going to work? Like on paper, this seems like it's going to be a complete and utter mess. You know, with how much stuff is going on and how much fan service is blatant and obvious. there there was kind of we couldn't really figure out how this was going to go down on how it was going to work so well but i'm i'm really thoroughly impressed because it as as jatine mentioned it kind of like like spider-verse ended up being the blueprint for this movie like at least for me like like an inspiration yeah yeah right like they um i remember i mentioned uh i watched a video talking about this movie i said like uh it seemed like it took the advice of all people's critiques of the first two movies and actually did something about it which I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, it seems like they went back and they took inspiration from the past Spider-Mans and what made them work and crafted it into a movie that seems like, just like what Spider-Verse was, seems to be a testament to the character. Like, the story right. and all the stuff that happens in it is representative of, like, Spider-Man. Like, the themes and stuff that go along with him are present in the themes and the uh, messages of the story. I'm like, just like what Spider-Verse did. Like, it. I am very, very impressed with how well this movie manages as its own movie and being a resolution to literally five other movies arcs you know what i mean like they were out here resolving green goblins and doc ox and uh and sandman and lizards and electros arcs like essentially trying to resolve all these characters within this movie uh whilst having being a spider-man movie with tom holland who's never met any of these guys like yeah they've balanced this really well and i'm we I am so impressed. Like this should not have worked as well as it did, and the fact that it worked not only well but really well is a testament to both the writing and just the quality of how are the the fact that the people behind the camera just really cared about Spider Man, like as a character. Yeah, um, I, I guess that's what makes Marvel like stand out amongst you know twenty twenty one Hollywood. It's just that it listens to critics and it and it knows how to cater to its audience, right? And which is fantastic. Yep. Yeah, man, I, I was just so down with this. Um, and I'm, I'm very impressed and genuinely kind of baffled that this worked. <laughs> yeah, no, this is it was great. I loved it. So uh, real quick, um, I think a portion of this movie that I think was probably, besides the fact that the characters were coming back, one of the most anticipated portions of this movie was it was going to pick up right after uh, No Way Home. Or not No Way Home, sorry, Far From Home yep. with the whole identity reveal thing. So I want to ask you guys, because I was kind of curious about what you guys thought. 
um how do you guys think this this uh, identity reveal thing was handled like what like going into it from the last movie how, what did you expect and did this movie meet that expectation for you um honestly i thought that it's just no way home is just going to deal with uh him with his identity and that was like the big focus which i mean honestly i don't care if it wasn't but um you know it just subverted my expectations it was great i i loved it <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries yeah yeah i mean i i definitely agree with uh what teen is saying um so like you know after after watching uh far from home and uh, like seeing that identity reveal, you know, I was like, was super excited to see like what the next movie is gonna do with that, you know, because um, I had no idea. Um, and this this is kind of a a, a huge huge thing um, with Spider Man trying to conceal his identity. Um, and I I liked how they handled it in the movie. They handled it in like a realistic way, um, and and how it kind of just like impacted him as spider-man it also impacted him socially with his friends and stuff like that and and how and how he you know tries to you know fix his mistakes and how that kind of uh ties into like the the whole the whole multiverse thing right so it's like who's really to blame you know like is it mysterio like is mysterio the reason why you know the multiverse is is, is kind of happening um it, you know, like, I don't think anyone really, like, expected, you know, because of Spider-Man's identity that we would, you know, get to the multiverse. Like, at the time, that really wasn't what we were thinking. Um, but I, I, I think they, they tied it up uh, really well, really nicely. And, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so um, I, I, think, I think this movie is, is going to be a huge um, transition into like the next phases of uh you know marvel and stuff like that which is pretty exciting yeah i mean yeah the the way they laid out everything like yeah the post-credit scene and um yeah that it's it's great that's all <laughs> i guess no no i get you i get you uh jt is you giving it is it's great seal of approval of course every single time oh it's very good stuff yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I like it. I liked the, how they handled it, especially tying into the themes of this movie. Because uh, real quick, I'll say what I, I kind of alluded to it before, but I'll kind of briefly just say what I meant um, with how they and kind of intertwine uh, Spider-Man esque themes into this movie. Like this entire movie is kind of just like thematically is kind of the embodiment of that term. With great power comes great responsibility. Like legitimately, essentially the entire movie is him dealing with the wake of mistakes of other Spider-Men. And his own mistakes and essentially having to re- realize that you kind of can't slip your way past this one. You're going to have to deal with the consequences of pretty much everything that happened here. Like that first 20 minutes, he's dealing with the fact that regardless of why his identity was revealed, the fact that he roped so many people in with him by revealing his identity and how it impacts everybody, like how it impacted them not getting into MIT and how it impacted them just socially, like, people are just kind of constantly wanting to know about them and like you see like the literally like the wakes of each of spider-man's kind of uh i guess you could say carelessness but even then like it's barely that and as the movie goes on like as you meet these villains you know and you hear that they all were killed by spider-man without knowing the context it just looks like spider-man is killing people so he's again dealing with the with the like 
after effects of, you know, these these drastically harsh decisions where, you know, people ended up dying without them, you know, with, like without any say in it. Like you, didn't, you don't really know why. So it's kind of just like everything is being thrown onto Spider-Man, like all these problems that essentially he as a person essentially was involved with. And you see him kind of struggle with that. Like you see him like consistently make not the smartest decisions, like locking Dr. Strange in the mirror dimension, like, and then, you know, going off on his own to solve all these problems without really, you know, needing any sort of help feeling his throw it all on himself. Like it's showing that it's showing him kind of struggling under that weight of responsibility and having to own up to it. Uh, and I think, like I said, that, that's totally what Spider-Verse did, essentially intertwining the ideas of Spider-Man into the story. And I really impressed with that. And like the beginning here, I think was a great way to set that up where essentially all this is thrown at him on like a very surface and like street level thing. Like the world knows who he is and all the responsibilities are like right on him there. Yeah. That being said, I do kind of wish they did it more. Like I'm kind of sad that Spider-Man's identity being revealed kind of only was a big deal for the first half. And it kind of dropped off once the villains got involved, which I mean, I get. Well, sure. I mean, not not really. I mean, like, J. Don Jansen made a pretty big deal about it the entire movie. Well, yeah, he did, sure. But, like, in terms of, like, story, I kind of wish there was some more involvement with, like, what happened in the movie, you know? I mean, like, if you look at it, uh, the whole the reason that they were there was because everyone knew the identity. Well, I yeah, know, like, the reason, sure. But once you get to the actual, like, movie going on after that first half, like, I wish that, like... I wish there was some more stakes. I wish there was something that would have, you know, something that could have gone better if his identity hadn't been revealed that ultimately couldn't have worked because his identity was revealed or like, you know, something about his identity revealing would have, would impact something that happened in the climax. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, not the biggest deal in the world. I get it. Like I understand what they did and I do agree like what they did still worked. I just think like, I kind of wish it happened more because of how much they hyped that up. And how excited I was to see, uh, you know, Spider-Man kind of being on the run, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like with his identity revealed and kind of not being able to be as safe. I do kind of wish they explored that more. Yeah, I I would love to see uh, Daredevil more. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I hope we will. I'm pretty sure we will. Yeah. Uh, Because he is a really great lawyer. Um, (laughs) But yes, that was uh, that cameo is great. And I I do really like the themes here in that beginning. Um, anybody bro, else have to add bro, to that? But blind people are amazing, dude. I don't know how he caught that brick. It was crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Like, blind people are just really cool, man. I wish they existed. Exactly. Exactly. Blind Too people. bad they're not real. They're fictional. Yeah. Right. All right. So, I guess we can real quickly then segue to the villains of this movie. Because there are a lot of them. So, real quickly, we should chat about what we thought of everybody here and how that worked out. Especially because there's five of them there are five main villains in this movie uh so that is kind of a an unwieldy number i mean think about the last time a superhero movie had five introduced villains that worked out well exactly you can't name one so like how did that work what do you guys think um let's first start off with the worst one venom Bro, he's so <laughs> ass. Oh my god. Well, those movies kind of sucked. So he came was... in and he left. <laughs> you know what? That's I, how bad I actually, he was. I respect the hell out of that choice. Like I no, remember, not. I love that. Yeah. When I saw Venom two and saw that credit scene where he gets zapped into our world, I'm like, okay, like no, like I don't want to see Venom in exactly. the MCU. I don't. Dude, the comedic, <laughs> it doesn't work. Like Tom Hardy and like Venom is ah, no yeah, horrible. They, just, they didn't set it up, and it just it. 
I don't like those movies and the writing is not good. So I'm like, I didn't want to see them again. Okay, quick. exactly. What's up, Dave? Um, I haven't seen either of the movies. Um, and watching that end credit scene, uh, is Venom really that obnoxious throughout the entire? Oh, he's much worse. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, <laughs> like if he's not so even obnoxious there, it's the uh, Venom. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage is like that on steroids. Dude, <laughs> he will not shut the hell up in that movie. Um, okay, but I, we're not here to analyze Venom too. Um, <laughs> so no, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, like, I love that they wasted him as a character. I think, I find that hilarious that he spent his entire time on this planet just trying to rationalize what the how the MCU worked. I find that really funny. And that being said, I think the quality of writing for Venom was a little better than usual, actually. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of, I actually did kind of like his dig against Lethal Protector. Like, yeah. for David, David, since you haven't seen it, there's a joke throughout Venom 2 about uh, Venom wanting to be called the Lethal Protector and then Tom Hardy keeps shooting it down because that's a stupid name. I like that they kind of brought that back and they did drop it well. I like Venom was pissed off with Eddie for not understanding it. Like, it's the quality of writing wasn't good, but it was better than those movies. So I, I th- this entire end credit scene weirdly kind of worked for me. Like, okay. it, and I just kind of, I find it funny that that you know they wasted venom I'm, I'm glad he didn't show up in this movie as a side villain because we already had five <laughs> yeah oh, i mean venom is here to stay you saw the yeah the little droplet at the end yeah no i'm okay with that choice you know? i've actually heard some rumors that that might not even end up being venom but like it could be um it could be flash thompson becoming agent venom which could be yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. because we haven't seen agent venom on the screen before but isn't venom in like california or something uh he was in California in the in the uh, in his universe. Uh, he was on an island. He was on like a tropical island when he was zapped uh, back to like zapped to this universe. So he's probably in some sort of tropical island. Okay. Um, forget which they didn't say where. I don't think that movie was bad. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you? So would you? Do you guys have any more thoughts on Venom, real quick? Uh, no, not really. He was barely in the movie. <laughs> That's true. You started real, real quick. He was ass. That was number one. <laughs> so, um, what do you guys think of the villains overall? Uh, David or Jatine, if you guys have any immediate thoughts on any of, the, any of the villains, you can kick it off. I'll let you guys fight for it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, can I go? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just, uh, I'm just saying, all the villains, they work because they weren't just like cameos. They were just like part of the plot. So, they, like, like you said earlier, or I think it was David who said earlier, they finished um they finished the like their character arc within this movie which was very nice to see it was it was beautiful beautiful love it beautiful Mom. beautiful yep gives to teens its great seal <laughs> yep david you can go if you'd like oh sure yeah um <laughs> That's kind of like that was that was very suspenseful. I was like, yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure was David's like so bad. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Jatine just said that. No, uh, no, I I agree with Jatine when he uh, says that uh, the villains were actually like a pretty big, you know, part of of the story um, instead of just being like you know cameos or whatever. I felt like Venom was more of a cameo than uh, an actual part of the story, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, like like the like the main five uh villains that we got, you know, like like uh Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Lizard, um Electro, um I'm missing anyone? Sandman. 
Salmon, that's right. Salmon. Um, Wait, did you say also, lizard? You said lizard, right? Yeah, yeah, lizard. yeah my bad. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, um, they, they, all, they all play a, a pretty, a pretty like massive role. Um, and, and to see them kind of like, um, you know, connect with one another, like, oh, hey, um, it's Dr. Kirk Connors, or hey, it's, it's you know, it's Max. You know, like like watching like the ones from, uh, you know, their own universe connect. It, it was just like, uh, super cool, um, to see and then like to see them cross connect, like how, um, Sandman and um, Electro were talking, uh, in the in the condo or whatever. Um, but it was also like super cool too, um, since you know they they're not from the same universe. Um, and how they're from their own respective universes is just is just super cool to see them. Uh, something that I, I never thought I would see, um, but to see it was uh, really really awesome. Um, definitely definitely like a very fan servicey movie, um, but you know did it right. Um, trying trying my best to avoid talking about uh, Toby and Andrew for the time being. I know we I know we'll get there. Um, but you know some of the things that I say about the villains definitely do carry over to how I feel about them. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, I really love some of the interactions with them. Like, like you mentioned with Sandman and Electro, I love they had the conversation about well, we got to watch where you fall. I thought that was that was great. Like that's such a weird connection. I love that. Um, and like it's the whole. I, I love that. Like, uh, they they never felt like the movie was ever trying to retcon those movies. Like aside from retconning that Electro was blue. But it's really yeah. the only thing they retconned. The rest of it, like, and even then, they, they explained why. Like, right. um, I love that it feels like they're actually lovingly finishing each arc. Like, some one of the ones that sticks out to me is that someone pointed out uh, after I saw the movie when they when at that point at the end when they healed uh, Kurt Connors, his arm grew back. Like, they literally resolved hit for him. They helped him, you know, get to that point that he wanted to get to in his movie. Like, I love that they took the detail enough to go back, watch those movies and be like, okay, let's actually resolve the character's arc. They went back and, you know, fixed the things that were actually put in place for the mo- in that original movie and like acted on it. Like that's, that's a way more effort that you needed to put. Like, I'm glad they showed they actually cared about those movies, even though they, even the movie seemed to admit that Lizard was freaking butt ugly in that movie. <laughs> they hit him. They hit him in that movie consistently. He was in the shadows in every scene until the end. I thought that's so funny. Yes, lizard is gross. We know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love that. I love that each character felt like the same character. I felt. I love how they intertwined the characters. Like like David mentioned, I like that. Uh, that Green Goblin was such a like presence for Spider Man as a person. Like challenging you know uh spider-man's morals just like he did in uh spider-man one like i i just i love how consistent it is i really do and it's a really well done movie like i love how they handle these villains and i didn't think there was one that felt under underplayed i think every villain kind of was treated as as well they should be though i guess sandman was a little weird because like he kind of just I don't know why he was getting really mad with everybody at the very end there. Like, it was weird because, like, but uh, Sandman was just getting impatient. Yeah, he must have been getting impatient, which I kind of get. I do get he was kind of of his character. Um, 
but yeah, it was a little weird. <laughs> like I remember. Also, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It was just kind of weird that like he's getting so like pissy at the end there and fighting everybody. I'm like, dude, like you, you don't need to do this. Like I think he was just straight up impatience, but a little yeah. odd to me. Let's go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, Green Goblin is a menace, dude. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, yeah, he I just, love. He just took a turn and started like attacking everyone. Oh my gosh, yeah, like he's like the Joker. Like he's he's straight up just going nuts. Yeah, I felt Joker like, vibes. The like, MCU Joker. Joker. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just another reason DC fans get all mad at Marvel. It's like you're all you're just ripping off DC stuff. Bro, at least we're doing it good, bro. Chill out. <laughs> you're right, exactly. Um, but yeah, like I love that. Um, David, if I remember correctly, uh, I think you were talking about Green Goblin being pretty good. Yeah, I really liked Green Goblin's performance, just like Willem Dafoe and uh, how he was portrayed, um, and how he kind of like tested, um, you know, uh, Tom Holland, Spider Man, um, a lot, and and how like, um, kind of touching into Toby and how like it kind of gave Toby a a redemption in a way, um, which which was just super cool to watch and just like his his, his impact on uh, Tom and, and his, his morality on uh, being a hero. Um, so you know, I, yeah, I, I was just super moved by his performance. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was definitely, um, even though you know he didn't get a ton of screen time, not as much as I would like. Um, I, I I I thought I thought. He did a really good job. Most definitely, yes. Yeah. I mean, he was in the scenes that mattered, too. So. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely deserves on a movie. Yeah. Like, like a one-on-one kind of thing. But Right, right. Whatever, it's whatever. Take what I can get. That's all right. He's somewhat of a scientist himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, side note. There are so many friggin' callbacks in these movies. And it's, like, yeah. there are so many lines ripped straight out of the movies. Like, the original movies. Yeah, I know. When I Green Goblin said that, I was like, can we actually trust him? Like, I feel <laughs> right. like we cannot trust him. How do we trust this guy? He's out here quoting his own movie. He's been <laughs> nice, but, like, you know, let's watch out for him. Yeah, right. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Yeah, and, and, and Toby did it a bunch, too. Like, when he was when he was on the, like, on Statue of Liberty, he's stretching. He's like, my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's straight up a, right from the movie. From that yeah. original. Yeah, and then at the very end, when he meets with, uh, when he embraces, you know, uh, Otto Octavius when they first meet up again. Uh, he goes trying to do better, which is exactly a line that Tobey Maguire said in Spider-Man 2 to Doc Ock. Like, there are so many just straight-up lines pulled from those movies. It is so odd. I mean, it's a good thing. It was, it was really nostalgic, but, like, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they did that in a sense that, like, um, not a lot of people have watched the other movies. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's what it was, like, you know, aimed towards. Like, didn't they do it for the people who have watched those movies so that they can yeah. like, appreciate that too. it? That too. Yeah. So real quick, guys, I think another point we should discuss before we get into the big, the meat and potatoes question that everyone is probably wanting us to discuss in more detail. I gotta, I gotta bring up one thing that I think is pretty distinctive of this movie, and that is Aunt May dying. What did you guys think? Because Aunt May dying kind of signified something pretty significant with this movie universe, essentially. Saying that, like, definitively proving once and for all she was supposed to be tom holland's uncle ben so like what do you guys think of that change jatin could i could i take this go ahead go ahead so um upon watching it 
Um, watching Aunt May die, I I really liked it. I I liked. It was just a sick bastard. <laughs> you no, know, no, I don't like Aunt May died. I liked <laughs> what her death represented. Uh, to like Tom Holland. Right, right. It's, it's something I never thought of before. Like, like Uncle Ben, like in 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 all like adaptations of Spider Man. When, when there's an Uncle Ben, we, like, never get to see much of Uncle Ben. You know, it's always, like, Uncle Ben is, like, with great power comes great responsibility, and then, and then he dies. You know, like, like, we don't really get to know Uncle Ben as a person. But with this, you know, we had, like, two and a half movies of Aunt May. So we, we get to know her as an individual, what she represents in Peter's life. So that when she passed away, it was actually super impactful. Like, like I was sitting there in the theater, like, like I felt a lump in my throat. Like I was about to start bawling, you know, like, 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 like there was, there was significant, you know, weight to that scene where like with uncle Ben, it's like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, but like with this, it's like, Oh, it makes sense. Why Peter wants to kill green goblin. Oh, it makes sense. Why, Peter, you know, is, is driven to do all these things, you know, like, like, like you can definitely tell the weight is there. Um, and, and, and I, and I really, really like that. I, I liked, I like how they um, decided to, to do that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Aunt May, they treated her like it was pretty good that and the way they treated her. And um, I think it was a smart choice killing her off. It's just basically, it's the, it's the origin story for Spider-Man. Like the whole trilogy was a huge origin story. And, yeah, yeah, just, just good. Oh yeah, you know I like it. Um, I like it because like I love the implication of like the multiverse thing, where like each Spider-Man has a very distinct story to him. I like that. Uh, they changed it so that you know Aunt May is kind of representative of Uncle Ben rather than being Uncle Ben. Um, and like. It, I love the way they handled that scene. I think it's such a like slow moving scene when uh, you know she's with him in the rubble of this building and they're they're talking like nothing's wrong and the zoo revealed something's wrong. Like I, I love like the slow build up of that and like it almost kind of like leads to a little bit of denial within you. You're like, oh no, she's fine. Wait, no, she's fine. No, she, she's not fine. You know, like it's this really like delayed build up and like. It's just, it's such a, like, well-handled scene. I love how much it impacts him. Like, it's not handled lightly. It hits him really hard. And I love, I love the build-up of that scene. And, of course, led to one of the most memorable scenes in that movie when, you know, he's, when him and the other two Spider-Men are talking about, you know, loss and what they had to go through, too. I do really love that. Um, And, of course, I think it's time we talk about having these two characters in this movie because we've been beating around the bush a lot. But we do. We should probably talk about Toby and Andrew at some point. Um, what did you guys think of this reveal? Despite the fact that we've known for about six hundred thousand years that these characters <laughs> show up, honestly, it was me. I I think I went back and forth. I was like, yeah, they're definitely in the movie. Wait, never mind. They might not actually be in the movie. You know, I don't want to get Mephisto again, like I didn't want to. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you know, know, you have a, they set them but, up and you yeah. Made- they were definitely the strongest part in the movies. I, it was beautiful, and you know Andrew Garfield's and you know Tobey Maguire's scenes. They're 
like their their acting was very on par. You gotta say like Andrew Garfield's um like performance and how he's like he portrayed his sadness over Gwen Stacy's death and how he coped with it and he was able to like bring that over and really uh you know show that and it was really impactful and I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Toby Maguire, he uh, the way you were able to like wrap wrap up with the villains and all that stuff. It was really uh it was really nice to see. A very strong part of the movie. Definitely, definitely. David, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've always been a believer that they were in this movie. Um I know Connor was not a believer. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in in them being in the movie. Um no, I don't know. I just, I just had a feeling they're gonna be in the movie. Um <laughs> Well, I mean granted, didn't you like see this movie like a year before everyone else? I, I did. I did see the movie like a year before everyone else. Um that's that's when I get like three stars on Letterboxd. I was like, ooh, it's okay. Um <laughs> they're probably wow. watch, you know. I it's so it. funny because nobody in the in our Discord group chat gets that joke. Like they saw you <laughs> gave it a six, and they're like, "Wait, why did you give it a six? And why did you rewatch it and go, go from a six to a four point five? Six to a uh, sorry, a nine point five. And it's just like, nobody got it. I had to explain it. I'm like, no, he logged it like a year ago. It was just for fun. And, like <laughs> nobody reacted to that message. Everybody's just kind of like, what? Uh, no. <laughs> Some humor is just far above far above human comprehension. I know, um, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with your team. Like the performances were like incredible. Um, I they they were chock full of references um, from the, from their own respective movies. Like, like honestly, um, like if you're a Spider Man fan, um, you're definitely gonna get your Spider Man fix from this movie because. Um, you know, like with with Toby, like you know, referencing his 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 natural his natural webs and how like Andrew and uh, Tom were kind of like geeking out about that and like how they're all um, like scientists or whatever and like how they're all working the lab collaboratively and how they kind of like just bonded really easily and and quickly and how the movie also gave them time to you know, exist and, and bond together, you know, instead of just, like, throwing them in, like, last 20 minutes of the movie to fight the villains, you know, they actually, like, gave us time to, like, get to know who these people are, um, which is which is pretty cool, because they could have easily been like, oh, you should already know who these people are. Um, we, we, we don't need to explain them to you. Here you go, Toby and Andrew, uh, cameo time, or whatever. No, it was, like, these people are in the movie. They're going to have an impact on on Tom and how and how he uh, views the world and how and how he you know views things going forward. So um, I'm I'm really glad that they ended up doing that yeah. instead of them just being like you know a throwaway cameo like oh cool they're in the movie. Um, no, that 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 was that was super cool and super yeah. you know, awesome of them. Also, they had their like I mentioned before, they had their own like respective. Uh, redemption arcs with with Toby um, keeping Tom from killing Green Goblin and and uh, Andrew saving uh, MJ. Um, 
you know, redeeming himself from losing Gwen. Yeah. Right? Like you said earlier, that uh, that one scene where they're like all working on like fig- like you know creating devices and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked how each Spider-Man fit into like a different part of science or like um, like uh, Tom Holland was the more of the engineer, you know, the mechanical engineer of the group, like creating the device. And then Andrew was like more of the um, what? Wait, what did Andrew do? Wait, he, uh... <laughs> what did Andrew do? Um, I mean, he created his own webs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is he... something to think about that, I suppose. Like. Yeah, and then Toby was more of the chemist, right? He was a. Uh... I mean, <laughs> it's been so long. Sorry, my bad. I'm forgetting <laughs> things about this movie. Did she? Did she's a little stroking out? I'll give him a second. <laughs> He had like a test tube and like yeah no but yeah. they gelled well that's what that's my point they they gelled very well to with each other you know they acted like brothers which um very neat touch mm-hmm. yeah I do kind of like that too that was sweet um yeah so I, as as David mentioned I was kind of a not believer I, I know I know it makes me very uh unconventional oh Connor what but I, but honestly, the thing was like I, I kind of knew as I knew it as it was going to be true. Like at the entire movie, I'm going, no, it's not going to happen because there was no confirmation that these two characters were in it. So yeah. like we had no reason to believe they were really in it. And I started I started to get kind of irritated. I'm like, guys, stop acting like they're in the movie because we have no reason to believe they're in this movie. <laughs> it was until they showed that trailer on on the uh, where they were on the Statue of Liberty, and you saw that the the stupid bars like the the mystery like scaffolding thing that was in the leak video of of andrew garfield once i saw those were in the movie i'm like they just sold the peg <laughs> like <laughs> they just evidently revealed that they are definitely in the movie dude i think they did it on purpose if sony Honestly, likes to do this because no one could be that that dense i'm like <laughs> you should obviously know that that was that was part of the leaks because you addressed it on freaking jimmy fallon <laughs> yes like you know that these things have been revealed so why did you show that in the tra- in the trailer and yeah. then leaking lizard getting the crap punched out of him. I'm out like, of nowhere. Good lord. I'm like, this this is the worst kept secret now. Like, good lord. So yes, yeah. by the time that the, the the time the movie came out, I was uh, in agreement that these two characters were in the movie. Part of me really wanted them not to be, because it'd be really funny to see people's minds blown that they that they didn't show up. Dude, that would be a middle finger to everyone, dude. <laughs> I know I wanted it to be. That would have been hilarious. A menace, bro. You menace. Yeah, that being said, that being said, they were handled really well. I love the reveal when he opens the portal and everyone in that theater knew immediately that that was not Tom Holland. I <laughs> loved that. That was really cool. Yeah. I loved I loved how long it took them to real, to rationalize that that Andrew Garfield was actually Spider-Man like he's climbing across the ceiling and stuff, got the cobweb, you know. Yeah. I love the build up. I they they did not like breeze by it. They let you actually soak it in. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen a, a theater scream in a while. Like, last time I did it was Endgame, which was oh, pretty fun. Yes, theaters don't scream so often nowadays. Yeah, um, that's fun to see. Yes, so that was really cool. Um, and I loved Andrew Garfield's performance. I think he was so good, because Andrew Garfield is such a good actor. <laughs> so he yeah. clearly loves being this character. He was great. Toby was great, too. Toby was kind of kind of i think because the thing is with toby right he he hasn't been spider-man forever and like he he's also old spider-man yeah he's kind of just been around for a while even as an actor he hasn't really done a lot so he kind of does come off like that he comes off like the cool guy they got on set the cool youth pastor yeah. that he was there so he's just kind of just chilling you know yeah um 
I, I not bad. He was good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying like he does totally kind of come off like he's just kind of coasting. Like he knows he, he knows how to do Spider Man. He's been doing he did it, you know ages ago. So he's just kind of chilling. Um, yeah. So he's a little less notable than Andrew in my opinion. But I love their interactions. I love the long conversations they have with one another. I love when they're comparing villains. I thought that was hilarious. Like I love that Tobey Maguire keeps emphasizing how amazing Andrew Garfield is, which is you know the name of his. That movie. was very sweet to see. The like, amazing yeah. Spider Man. Right, he's going. You're amazing. You're amazing. That was that was so stupid. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love the interactions. I love that Andrew Garfield's this antisocial doofus who like jumped up and said, "Guys, I love you" for like no reason. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Um, I love the swinging together. I love just I did really love how they handled it because it did feel earned, and they did a good job of not making it feel like David said not feeling like a cameo, but actually feeling like an important part of the movie. That was really sweet. Yeah, and I love their interactions. It was just everything about the way they handled that was really good. Yeah, that's one thing. I was already kind of against this on principle, um, because people were talking about it before the movie even came out. This whole. Andrew Garfield saving Zendaya from falling. Yeah. <laughs> really like that because that's not really a resolution to his arc. Like, I I kind of get it, right? Obviously, he's saving, he's saving the, the equivalent MJ and, you know, giving him a chance to redeem himself. That being said, his MJ was not MJ. It was Gwen Stacy. It's not the same person. If you're saying they're the same person, that's just like saying all love interests are the same thing, which is not true. Which is sort of true i mean come on right and then topping that off his job is to save people so you mean to tell me they hadn't saved a single person the entire time after the death of gwen stacy no no but the whole scene was to mimic like oh he has learned from his mistakes you know he uh instead of like shooting the web at her he shot at the ground and sling like you know did the slingshot towards her you know it's like this is show that he learned and he's not going to make the same mistake as he did earlier yeah but i mean his job is to save people like he should be doing he should have been doing this right after he lost her i don't the thing is we don't we haven't seen andrew garfield since that last yeah i mean he did say he got he stopped pulling his punches so i think it was a bit it was like i think he's a darker spider-man than we actually like than the movie lets on maybe but like but as as i try to say with a lot of movies you should definitely show don't tell like yeah. if you're going to pr- if you're going to have something like that, I kind of need some reason to believe that. Right. So I didn't. I just really was not on board with that scene. That being said, Andrew Garfield did own the acting really well. Like the way he reacted to it, and the way it clearly meant a lot to him was because Andrew Garfield's a great actor. He is <laughs> like that. This is this is evident uh, in that scene. He's good, really good. Um. I just I just don't I can't really get behind that being a really satisfying conclusion to his arc because it kind of really wasn't. He kind of just did his job again. I guess this time it's he saved a girlfriend of a Spider-Man, which okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just cynical because I was butthurt that they ended up being in the movie. I don't know. Probably not that, but you never know. Yeah, so, you're, you're butthurt, dude. Definitely, yeah, I butthurt. Um, but <laughs> uh, regardless, I really love the way they're handled. I love their interactions. I I love the shot when they were like standing right right before they collided with the three villains. You know right before a lizard gets the coconuts knocked off him. Like, I love the, the the little shot of all three of them standing by each other. That was really cool. And I love, I, I really did like this movie a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm re- reiterating that point a lot, but you get what I mean. All right. I mean, the ending scene. Oh my God, dude. 
Uh, you're just like holding on that point. Any last thoughts on uh, oh, yeah. Andrew and Toby from either of you guys before we get to the finale? No. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's talk about that finale then. Cause that finale is pretty big. Like everything from that final fight to the, the big, uh, the big galaxy defying, you know, multiverse tearing scene. And then of course, uh, Spider-Man, you know, losing his, uh, losing, you know, everyone that he ever cared about. Like, what, what did you? What, what did you guys? What, what did you guys think? I mean, his actions really gained respect of Doctor Strange, which was really nice to see. Um, and like his decision at the end, it was like, at the at at first, I was like, dude, that's so bad. Don't do that, man. It's gonna make me cry. But then at the after thinking about it, it's kind of a smart move that to make. You know, you can't hurt anyone if you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still sad about it. Still think about it, you know. It's, it sucks. You broke your teen's heart. It did. It did. <laughs> so sad, man. David, what do you think? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a very sad ending. Um, I liked it though. I mean, it makes sense. It makes me curious to know, like why exactly it was done because like good now like spider-man has to like because like okay so everyone knows who spider-man is but no one knows who peter parker is so technically he could still like be with the avengers Wait, right no like, uh, wasn't it like everyone just forgets spider-man and peter parker well, no, no, no 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 because like in that in that scene where he talks to happy he talks about how he, he knew oh, yeah, FA right, through right. Spider-Man. So my bad, my bad. They, people know who Spider-Man is, um, but they just don't know yeah, he's Peter Parker. You know, the equivalent of that is essentially like everyone everyone in the world remembers what Spider-Man did, but they only remember what he's doing with his mask on. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no one just knows what he looks like or what right, it... right. Um so Spider-Man could still technically like do stuff with the Avengers, right? Because they could be like, oh, we try to get Spider-Man, and they go find Spider-Man or whatever. Um, so, technically, yeah, but, like, at the same time, like, he has to kind of, like, reintroduce himself to everyone. Um, I kind of I kind of have a theory. Um, I, I want to hear what you guys think about this. Um, that, like, so the next movie is going to um, take place where, like, Peter Parker is now, like, in college, and so... Um, he makes friends with Harry Osborn and Gwen Stacy, um, kind of leaving his past life behind um, with Ned and MJ. But I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I think uh, MJ is here to stay, but it's going to be like a resolution, right? At the end, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, he finally tells her. Because, you know, I feel like, MJ and Peter, they really like the chemistry behind Jenday and Tom. It was, it was very strong, and I would I would hate to see that you know not get resolved. Right, kind of think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I imagine that's probably what direction it would go in. Um, I, I'm a kind of on board. With, I'm kind of in the similar boat with David here. I I'm kind of lost as to what they're gonna do now, because I think. Everyone who knows Spider-Man does kind of remove a lot of what they were building up. Specifically, like, specifically, like, with, um, with 
basically everything those last two movies. Like, uh, you can't really use Vulture anymore because Vulture's whole shtick was that he knew who Spider-Man was, was keeping it secret. You can't really use Scorpion now because you, if you use Scorpion, he kind of has to be in cahoots with Vulture. And how are you going to explain that the Vulture just kind of lost the identity of Peter Parker, which was kind of what made him a big deal at the end of this of Homecoming? And you also can't really use Mysterio if he was still alive, which we don't really know if he's dead or alive or not, because there's no, like, you don't see any physical proof of his body, nor do you really, there's so much stuff in that scene that doesn't really add up that something kind of has to be off. But you can't really use Mysterio anymore because his whole shtick was that he knew who Spider-Man was. So, like, again, that kind of gets thrown out the window. So you're essentially starting from literally square one, which is not bad. It's just, like, now we don't really know what you're doing. We're no longer on like equal footing because now everything's been kind of erased. And so I don't really know what they're planning to do. Hey, I, uh, I think it's just me, but like um, at the very end of Spider-Man, like the one he was like, you know, webbing around New York city and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you, at the very end, did you see like a spider verse esque uh, art sequence? Like it was just, or is it just me? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't know how to put this. It was just like, so he just goes into the screen and it's like, it's two, it's two eyes, right? And the Spider-Man's eyes. And it just converted that into like comic book era type uh, thing. It just felt like very Spider-Verse-y. I mean, it's possible. I mean, like, yeah. that's kind of how the end credits scene kind of, start, or end credits started out becoming, so. Yeah, I think he's going to be into, in he's going to be in the Spider-Verse thing. Tom Holland's going to be in the Spider-Verse? I, look, I'm thinking. Did you hear, though, thinking. though about what happened with that? It was, no. Uh, he apparently, uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Pascal contacted Tom Holland to be in Spider-Verse 2. Tom Holland got back to him, and they just never got back to Tom Holland. <laughs> like, apparently, <laughs> just left him on red? Yes, exactly. Let's go. That's apparently what Tom Holland said. He was in an interview. He's like, they got they reached out to me. I said I'd be down, and they just never got back to me. <laughs> <laughs> which i find really funny yeah so who knows? i think they ended up actually getting back to him though <laughs> uh maybe maybe tom holland will get back who knows maybe maybe he'll show up <laughs> um but yeah like i think i am kind of like i loved i like 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 the teens that i loved like how they set up you know him losing everybody like i thought that was a really emotionally impactful scene and for once with these movies like i'm usually kind of cynical when it comes to emotional stuff in movies because I usually kind of, you know, I'm usually the one who knows, like, how it's, what's going on, like, writing-wise. So I'm sitting there, oh, this is the scene where they try to do something emotional. I'm kind of a nerd like that. But <laughs> if I was kind of on board with this. Like, I was I was kind of like, no, don't do this. Like, no, I want you guys to be with each other. Like, what's going on? No, don't do this. Like, I was totally like a little kid. who was just yeah. like, I'm, like, every little thing, um, which is kind of cool. Um, that being said, I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on the ending because I don't really know what they're doing. Like... It's, I hope they're just doing this to, you know, actually set up a kind of a fresh start. I hope it's not just because they really wanted to get rid of Spider-Man's identity and then not have to deal with the consequences of that. I hope that there is something more to it. I hope they deal with the wake of this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I trust them. It's just like, I have no clue what they're doing. Like the only villain they have set up right now for Spider-Man is Venom now. Because yeah. like... And- yeah, he's gonna be like a bigger villain, which I think is pretty good, right? Spider Man versus Venom, like right. Spider Man Four. It it could be, yeah. It's just like I don't know, because like yeah, I I'm really sad, honestly, because I was looking forward to Scorpion. Because Scorpion is easily my favorite Spider Man villain. As when I was a, when I was a baby child, like when I was a dinky guy, I was 
loved Scorpion. He was one of my favorite villains. Scorpion guy, yeah. And, and I was looking forward to seeing him in live action. And now I can't really see him being in live action. I mean, he could still do stuff, but then he could meet Spider-Man. And he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, um, I mean, Grant, I'm he a doesn't clown, know. you know? I just, I just don't know because, like, this, this big change completely undoes Vulture. And the ending of, of Homecoming, they implied that Vulture and Scorpion were going to do something. Yeah. And, and Vulture is also going to show up in Morbius. So I don't know what's going on anymore. My yeah, actually, brain... yeah, you brought up a good point. Like, how's, how's yeah, Vulture? Is it actually no Vulture or is it just, like, the dude? No, it's I Vulture. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's Vulture. Like, it's, it's, it is supposed to be Vulture. Like, the Adrian Toomes, whatever his name is. That's supposed to be him. It's Michael fucking Keith, bro. <laughs> Vulture. <laughs> right, right. And, like, they, I don't know. It, this seems like a, a recipe for disaster, but I trust that, you know, since we literally just finished a movie that was a recipe for disaster, like, I trust that it'll be good. It's just like, I don't know. This is a weird point to start at. Uh, that being said, the costume's really nice. The, the <laughs> yeah. blue and red costume. It, it, it kind of looks reminiscent of like the, the all new, all different Spider-Man universe. Yeah, uh, the comic book era type. Yeah, like the metallic-y kind of blue and red Spider-Man suit that he kind of yeah. had for a while. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't remember if it's all new, all different. I actually forget, which, I forget what, the, uh, what the name of that suit was. But yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and I'm you not... Know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not against it i'm just confused and i'm on board to see what spider-man 4 is gonna be like yeah the only thing i had to say at the end i was like go get him Spy- uh tiger you know I was <laughs> like, yeah go, go ahead uh they did they say that did they ever end up saying that no, oh no no they did they did it they was did? the blonde girl on the tv oh yeah, yeah. betty yeah. and brent yeah so she said it so that's, <laughs> go that's, get him tiger <laughs> kind of sad they didn't have mj say it but go get him spider Go get him, spider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's the end of my major points, uh, except yeah. for the main question of left, which is like, what are what did you guys overall have to say? Like, we've covered a lot of points. Is there anything else you guys wanted to mention about this movie before we kind of close off and talk about it overall? Uh, you know how Zendaya wears like the back, black Dahlia necklace, like her the, the black necklace. And, at, you know, at the beginning where she's like, oh, yeah, I might forget you, but why would I actually forget you in the sense that I was dating you for you being Spider-Man or being Tom Holland? Mm-hmm. And, like, when she forgets her memories and, like, he's wearing that necklace still, I think it's, like, it's very sweet. It made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, oh, what you're saying, yes. I'm stuck in a loop, man. I, I need Spider-Man 4. <laughs> this gonna fall into a depression then like dude i am depressed yeah. man this sucks i hate he's, it he's entering a cocoon phase until the next movie comes. bro spider-man <laughs> is fantasy you don't gotta bring reality into it please <laughs> it sucks Gene's <laughs> not well i'm sorry man i'm sorry exactly exactly um i can start listing nitpicks if you guys like i've got a lot of those yeah. <laughs> well because the thing is like with this movie right like just like event, it's just like Endgame. There's so much going on that nitpicks are really, really easy to point out. Yeah, and I've been finding a bunch, which I find really funny. Uh, the, the one of them that I forgot to mention to David that I want to bring up now, and the rest of the ones I mentioned to David. Friggin' MIT is out here extending out uh, acceptances and denials in early December. What? <laughs> Since when? Like, oh, it's Spider Man. Of course, they were like, <laughs> oh, maybe we gotta yeah. send them out now. Like Christmas hasn't happened yet, and more importantly, <laughs> Hawkeye hasn't happened yet. Uh, not to spoil anything about that show, 
But the very end of this movie, you see like the little uh, Central Park, you know, the big old uh, tree and the ice skating rink. Yeah. Hawkeye. (laughs) That is a definitive thing that something happens in that area that would be very evident to see if it had happened in Spider-Man. And it has not happened in Spider-Man. So all this has to happen before Hawkeye. Yeah. And uh, so it has to be sometime in early December. MIT is not sending out acceptances and denials in early September, in early December. Friggin' University of Wisconsin didn't get me back to me at the end till the end of like friggin' January or, or beginning of February. Like well, they they got back to me in like December. <laughs> well, you know what, Connor, you're just a bit a little butthurt that yeah uh, universities take that long to even why was consider Andy you know will be in this movie zero out of ten bad movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got- just because of that. I've got more nitpicks for you. They did. They never explained why uh, Jamie Foxx's uh, comb over was fixed when he changed dimensions. They Man's just got a good cut. <laughs> they acknowledged it, but never actually explained it. Uh, why does Doctor Strange have to use the base version of the uh, of the memory erasing spell rather than the modified version? Like he kept modifying it pretty easily until Toby started or uh, Spider Man started barking orders at him to change it. So like. Yeah. He, he could have probably used a modified version of that spell <clears throat> to his, to uh, wipe everyone's memory, and it probably would have worked fine. Um, what's another one? I had another one. Um, oh, uh, identity problems, where Electro never actually knew who Andrew Garfield or who was Spider Man. So how did he end up getting zapped in? Electro never knew, and the whole point right. was that he knew to, uh, Peter Parker. So uh, we yeah. have no clue he was zapped in. Uh, Green Goblin's identity. um, I think Electro, he was um, accessing data at the very end of his life, right before he got fucking killed. uh, uh, (laughs) Jesus. Sorry, my bad. So, like, I feel like he did end up knowing because of, like, the data he was parsing through in his uh, mind. uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe. At the very end, he's like, oh, that's Spider-Man. Boom. Fucking dead. I'll accept that as a possible nitpick filler. Um, Green Goblin's identity was not well known to the public, so why would Otto Octavius know? That's another point to to chew on. Um, and most importantly, I think the 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 point that we should all be taking from this, honestly, like I lost it. God damn it! <laughs> I had a point. I I had so many nitpicks that I've lost my last one. Damn. Okay, give me a second. Dude, I uh, guess the one thing we can take away from this movie is Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crap. I had it. Yeah. Oh man, my brain. I'm so sad. Oh well. Anyways, it probably wasn't that important. Uh, you guys just have to <laughs> fill in the blanks. So, um, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that, or I'm not gonna assume. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pretend that it was intentional, and have you guys out of here for yourself. Anyway. Let's talk about some overall thoughts. David, you haven't spoken in about 20 years, so you can you can join this one. What did you think of the movie overall? Sure. So, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a really, really solid movie. Uh, I mean, I, I think we covered a, a lot of a lot of ground um, uh, with this with this discussion. Um, so I, I guess I mean, I guess just to like to sum it all up and to wrap it up, like, I guess I would just say that like. I mean, this this movie was fantastic. I think it's really a culmination of of every Spider-Man movie that we've really gotten to date, um, and just like a celebration of of Spider-Man as a character, um, and like you know what he represents to so many people, 
Um, Spider-Man, he's, he's huge. He really is. Like, he's such inspiration to, you know, all of our lives. And um, to, to see not one, but three Spider-Men um, over, over the course of generations um, come together in, in one, you know, huge cinematic event is, is big. It, it really is. And, and I think that, like, you know, fans of, of you know, big fans of Toby and, and, and Andrew Spider-Man, um, to see this movie, I, I think I think it's I think it's going to be huge for them, um, and and for even like you know people that are are new to Spider Man, who who haven't seen like those past movies, could now be introduced to those movies, being like, hey, I kind of want to see those movies now. Yeah, so uh, just like a huge just like. Thing. And I loved it, you know, because, you know, I'm a huge Spider-Man guy. I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are huge Spider-Man people. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I and I know Connor and Jatina are huge fans of Spider-Man as well. So uh, I'm sure this movie meant a lot to them. Sure, this heck meant a lot to me. So, um, yeah, really good movie. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's I don't nitpick, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's not nearly as exciting as I made it up to be. Um there should be a lot more characters who are zapped through because there are a lot more people who knew Peter Parker's identity than this movie led on. Uh, especially because if you count people who died, because that would mean, so uh, Eddie Brock had to zap through, you know, Topher Grace, Eddie Brock, he would have had yeah. to zap through uh, both James Franco and uh, Dane DeHaan green, uh, new goblins had to have been zapped through. Uh, Kirsten Dunst's MJ needs to get zapped through. So there must have been a lot of random people just wandering the streets of New York until they all got zapped back. Yeah. There were a couple people who, more than just these characters who knew who, who Peter Parker was who are having a very unfortunate evening getting zapped into this random universe with absolutely no explanation. Um, so that's kind of fun. Uh, anyways, the movie's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to point that one out. Um, if you, you should hate the movie for that. Like, Unforgivable Sins. You should hate the movie forever for this. Right. Uh, I'm going to say this one thing uh, before I go, because I have to go. Um, We're losing that. <laughs> that Spider-Man, it was like, this movie was like a love letter. And um, like, it focused more on the story as well as did it did uh, on the action, which I like, you know, very appreciate. That's what made the mu- movie amazing. You know, um, the chemistry between everybody in the cast, they, they all did a good job and the chemistry was amazing. And yeah, I mean, I I don't think I can ask more from a movie like that. And yeah, it exceeded my expectations. I loved it. Oh yeah, man! Great. It was really nice having you on the show, Justine. Really yeah, it was, you, it was. nice you, having you. Can you suggest yeah, from Justine real quick? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, can yeah. Suggestion from you? Uh, yeah, suggest us some stuff. Something. I'll wrong. suggest. Oh, um, have Early. you guys seen Daredevil? Of course. Of course. I, I, oh, okay. I, I just started watching, so I was like, Oh yeah, yeah I did. watch Daredevil though. Yeah, that's basically it. Watch Daredevil if you haven't. Cool. It's uh, it's really nice. <laughs> really, real, real nice show. It's a, it's a very friendly, happy. It's time. a, it's a decent show. It's a decent show. Yeah, you will be happy yeah. the entire time, and there will be absolutely no reason for you to be disgusted and horrified. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Definitely no blood. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, really nice having you on the show. We really appreciate yeah. you coming by. Yes, thank you for having me. This is like it's always fun to have. Yes, uh, talk and, to you guys. Uh, 
hopefully hopefully soon you can come on we can talk about either hawkeye or what if or oh of course i'll love to be on the coming months yeah Uh, so it's really nice to see you man and uh take care man yeah yeah you too guys yeah have have a great time yeah yeah see you you can like you can leave the recording i think just by i'm going dude jesus i'm saying you can do it on your own man yeah yeah Yeah, see you see you man okay just me and you david awesome all right uh, now let's talk about how annoying and awful he was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's the best. Anyways, David, uh, now is the moment of truth. Do you want to do suggestions the way we did last episode, or do you want to do them the normal way? Um, I think I think I have enough suggestions that we could do it the way we did last time. All right, bet. So I get to choose your suggestions. <laughs> I'm so I have so much power. Um, do. A movie, or two movies, and music. How about that? Can you do yeah, that? They're not, they're not letting me say shows. I, I, got, I got shows. Oh, no, stock up on shows. Then maybe next week I'll pick three shows for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, two movies and uh, music, you said, okay? Yeah. Um, so uh, the first movie I would like to discuss is... Um, one of one of Connor's favorite movies that that I that I I, I watched. Um, Batman. No, not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for smoking. Oh yes, that is a banger. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've been wanting to watch movie for for quite some time. Hearing, you know, what what Connor's had to say about this, I uh, I watched it with my roommates. Um, I, I added it to our our list of movies. And uh, we, we got around to it. Um, Reed, one of our roommates, we've had him on. Not, not the biggest fan of the movie. Let's just um, read for you. Reed has a list of all the movies that I've suggested, and he makes sure to not like them. <laughs> so uh, Reed's just a, he's a devil. He's a, he's a, de- he's a deviant, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid movie. Um, not exactly what I was expecting, Um I was expecting more of a of a uh, like an up in the air kind of movie. Well, it is sort of in terms of having a really unlikable main character who is not afraid to say whatever he wants to say, and the entire movie is kind of just a dissection of what he does and how he thinks. Yeah, that's yeah, but like I don't know. Personally, I liked Up in the Air a bit better, sure. um, but Thank You for Smoking is 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 quite a good movie as well. Um, if you don't, if you don't know this about it, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it, it basically, you know, follows a guy who, um, like essentially like he works for this tobacco company and he's, I guess, like promoting smoking like, in, in, in a way, but like he does it in a way that, um, you know, makes you seem like you should be smoking. It, it, it's, it's really clever and, 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 I, and I like how he does it. Um, because like, it's it's an obviously like at this point in the movie like smoking has you know been deemed as something that's you know not good for your health so to try to like work around that is is just kind of it's kind of cool um kind of a unique idea of a movie um i recommend checking it out if if you're into the having the unlikable a-hole kind of uh uh protagonist of, of the film um, yeah, it's, it's solid, solid movie. Oh yeah. Um, my second movie. Oh, okay. So this movie, 
I recommended the movie, but um, overall, I recommend um, the the manga of it. <laughs> um, oh, so much more than the you, actual. You found movie. a way to work around my suggestion for you. Jeez. I know. I said, "Watch, well, do a movie." And you're like, "Well, actually, I'm going to do a movie that's that segues into a manga." Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You, okay. you deviant. You I, okay, so I, I recommend the movie, but I, I way more recommend the manga. You fiend. I know. I'm sorry. So uh, I watched Akira last night. I was, yeah, I noticed that. I was wondering uh, what inspired you to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of bored last night, and I was like, you know what? I've been really wanting to watch Akira, so I'm gonna. Anime. What's up? Is it anime? Yeah. Right. And I and I've and I've been uh, wanting to watch it, so I I gave it a watch last night. So, um, watching this movie, I was super super confused, super lost. I I wasn't really sure what this movie, like represented or meant. I was just like, this movie just flew over my head. Um, excellent animation though. Um, stunning stunning detail uh, with the animation in this movie. Um, I'll, I'll definitely say that. Um, so I I I, I kind of like go back and uh, like watch some YouTube videos on like explaining what this movie's about, and upon doing that, I, I completely understand it a bit more. Um, but if 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 you if you really like this movie, um, and and you you want to know more, I highly recommend checking out the manga because um, actually, with this movie, what the director did is so the director actually. It's based off of a novel that the director wrote. So the director took basically like the first like one and a half volumes of of the novel and like the last volume of the novel and just like combined it together to make the movie. So like basically the middle part of the movie doesn't really make sense. And, uh, and like he kind of had to like make it work because that whole like you know two through five volumes just like weren't there and like even like parts of the first volume weren't even there in the movie like there are just some things they're like okay how did we get here how like like all of a sudden like some character that like what and it's like okay how did we and um, I started, like, reading some of the manga and even, like, reading the first few chapters, like, so many things, like, just clicked and made sense. I was like, oh, that's how we got here. That's how these characters, you know, fit into the story better, you know, like, that's where, like, the impact comes from. So um, if, 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 like, if you really liked the movie and you want to know more, totally recommend checking out the manga. It's, it's you know, the, the art is you know like even though it was you know drawn in the 80s you know 80s late 80s early 90s um still very stunning like you wouldn't even be able to really it kind of reminds me of like books just like how 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 style kind of is represented um but it's 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 pretty good um here and you check out the check out the manga but if you just like um the movies and stuff like that uh, I, I guess the movie will do just prepare yourself to not really get what's going on because the director does leave out a ton of uh, key details that will leave you being like what the heck did I just watch um, but no. overall 
solid movie. Really great animation. I'm going to be like, I'm going to spite you and like, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to come back and be like, that was so comprehensive and understandable. <laughs> oh man, no, trust me. You will, you will not get some things. Like, there are so many things just left out. I mean, um, when, you, when you've seen Angel's Egg, you know, I feel like when, when you finally watch that movie, you, you understand anime, vague anime forever. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Watch right. a good movie. Um, anyways, uh, David, you got one more. Right, right, right. Um, so the album, an album I, I want to recommend is, um, Famous Last Words by Supertramp. Um, really good album. Um, I don't listen to a ton of Supertramp, um, but. What's, what's Famous Last Words, uh, a My Chemical Romance song you suggested me? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it is. You just really like that name. It's, it's a good name. It's very it's, soft. They just, they just happen to have the same. Name. Eight point five out of ten name. <laughs> right, right. Um, famous last words is the song from My Chemical Romance. Famous last words is an album from Supertramp. Um, listen to both. You know, listen to the song from uh, MCR and listen to the uh, album from Supertramp. Um, both, both really good. Um, Supertramp is uh, they they they're kind of like a late seventies, early eighties kind of band. Um, famous last words. Uh, they they kind of it. That's why I listened to it. Um, it came out like it's it's. You're a fan of Supertramp. Give it a listen again. again. Uh, if if you if you haven't heard of them before, um, and and you want to start you know exploring new music, definitely give this album a listen. Uh, it, it's it's quite it's quite chill. Um, you can listen to it like while you're in the car after you listen to this podcast episode. Just like turn on this, turn on this album. Uh, it's, it's quite good. Give it a, give it a listen. Uh, so, all right. So, like, some notable songs from this album are. Uh, it's raining again, and uh, c'est le bon. Two very good songs, probably my favorite off this album. It's not too long; it's only forty-eight minutes, nine songs. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Um, uh, so Connor, uh, I'll do the same thing to you. Yeah, it's very exciting. What are you gonna What are you gonna deal with me? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say two shows in a game. <sighs> One arm tied behind my back. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Two shows in a game. I'll start with a game. So when I got here, uh, when I got to home after school, uh, I've been watching my dog a lot. And as a result, I kind of need to be downstairs. So So I've not been playing a lot of PS5. But I have an Xbox 360. So I was like, I'm going to go explore some old games. And I restarted restarted Halo Reach just to kind of mess around with it. I... I forgot how fun that game is. They do a really great job with this game in terms of giving you the freedom to basically do whatever you want as you play through these games and or play through the missions. And essentially just they give you the tools and let you kind of mess around with it. There's not a lot of handholding in that game. They really walk you through and just let you do kind of what you want to do with the, with the weapons and stuff that you get. And it's a ton of fun. I really enjoy the game a lot. It's in need of a remaster. It really is actually. Uh, a lot of the colors, the the color mixing tends to be kind of bad. Where like a lot of the character, a lot of the enemy designs kind of blend in with the backgrounds, especially at night, and it can get really hard to see. 
Uh, I think the lack of iron sights kind of is an also detriment because a lot of the guns, you, you even snipers are really hard to aim in because there's no iron sights like type uh, view or anything like that. You can't really look into the, to the sights at all. Uh, it also has a problem with, with grenades where grenades just kind of can get thrown at you and there's absolutely no emphasis that the grenades are flying at you. So like you could, like there's no, you know how like in um, Call of Duty, you get a grenade thrown at you and you and there's a little thing on your screen that points out that there's a grenade by you. That does not happen in Halo Reach. So you'll just be playing and suddenly you'll just explode because someone chucked <laughs> a grenade at you and you just don't know. Um, so it can be kind of hard to figure out what's going on. The screen can be very cluttered. So I think a remaster might be great. Uh, and there's a couple other small technical bugs that I think could be fixed. But that being said, it's a lot of fun. It's a very simple, easy to pick up game. And it's not super story intensive or labor intensive. So it's very easy to pick up. And it's, it's just a ton of fun. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I played, I beat it as a kid. And I'm just kind of beating it again. And it's been a lot of fun. It's a really enjoyable game. And of course, it has all of Halo's perks. You know, great music, great world building, cool character design, that kind of thing. So you, Chief Master Chief. Yeah, right. Master Chief's kind of a Chad, not gonna lie. And they let you design your Master Chief design in this. So like you can pick your colors and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um so yeah, good stuff. Good game. Um and two shows you said, huh? Yeah. Okay. You are really pushing my uh my limit, my skills as a viewer, but yes, I do have two shows. All right. So I suggested a couple weeks back the show What We Do in the Shadows. Uh I've finished season one and I'm almost done with season two right now. And I am so impressed with the show in terms of consistently making these episodes not only really funny, but never stale. Like the concept of just of some vampires living in a house and it's done in a mockumentary style, that's going to get old. Like, think about that. That doesn't sound like there's a lot of potential. But the fact that the show keeps finding really interesting and really funny ways to keep these characters interesting and keep the stories engaging is unbelievably impressive to me. And it's all because of the cast. Like, the main group of vampires are so funny, and they have great rapport. And they're just so into these roles. And they're never, there's never a dull moment in the show. It's so much fun. There's so much effort put into the writing. There's so many cameos in the show. It's hilarious. The amount of actors that you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I remember them. It's just unreal. It is so funny. And it's so fresh. And I love the writings to death. And I think consistently the show keeps on keeping engaged in a way that a lot of shows tend to fail. Even like the best shows can have a momentum problem from what I've ever dealt with. And like, where you kind of like watching it and then you realize after episode, you know, 30, you're like, okay, I'm starting to lose that initial draw. The show keeps it coming where each episode feels fresh and each one kind of starts from beginning and gets you engaged all over again. And it's just so much fun. I really love the show and I love the characters and it's, it's, it's so great. Check it out if you can. It is such a funny show and is so well done. Uh, go check it out. And then secondly, I have to recommend it because I finished it last night. And that is Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. I haven't even started that yet. Get on this. Jesus Christ, David. I know. Hawkeye is easily the most booky of all of the shows we've gotten so far from the MCU. Like, it's silly fun. It's the least, it has the least weight. It has the least, like, impact on the overall MCU, and it's just kind of silly fun. But that being said, it is a ton of fun. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop is phenomenal. I think she's one of the best castings we've gotten for an MCU character in the past, like, five years. She is great. Uh, she has amazing rapport with Hawkeye himself. Um, what'd you say? Does it take place during Christmas time? Yes, it's a very Christmassy show. 
there's a lot of Christmas music. There's a lot of like the themes of the show are great and connect to that Christmas theme where kind of Hawkeye kind of represents the the aspect of superheroes that are kind of less focused on, which is the fact that they're they're normal people who have to sacrifice normal lives to be superheroes. So like that whole theme is kind of there where essentially you you have him kind of losing out on the parts of of life that we take for granted, you know, spending time with your family, you know, being able to enjoy Christmas time, being able to, you know, assume that they're safe at all times. Like that aspect of your life kind of has to be thrown out when you're a superhero. And Hawkeye is the one that has to deal with that because he's the one that's the least interesting, you know? He's not, he doesn't get to fly. He doesn't get to, you know, become the Hulk. He doesn't get a cool shield. He's just kind of the guy. He's the guy who deals with everything. And thematically, I kind of love that where Hawkeye kind of just is that character and uh, Haley Steinfeld's character is essentially em- embracing this kind of life where you have to sacrifice everything you love because, you know, you put everyone else before you. I think that's a really well done thematic a- element of the show. And it's it's just so much fun. Like the action scenes with all the fun arrows and stuff is tons of fun. And the Christmassy vibes are great. I love a lot of the side characters. Uh, since David has seen it at all, there are a lot of cameos that are great in this show. Some characters that show up that I will not spoil, but are really great characters. Um, they're great rapport between the characters. The writing is on point. They, uh, Kate and uh, and Hawkeye befriend this uh, LARP group of these like just these firefighters and police officers that just kind of LARP on the weekends, and they're a ton of fun. They have a great little like chemistry together. Um, it's just a very low key, very nice show that doesn't really ever blow it too much by going too big. It's just very simple and nice. Um, that being said, it is. I think it's probably the weakest of the shows because of how much stuff it covers. Like there are a lot of characters in the show, like a lot, a lot of characters, and some of them work well, and other of them, others just kind of take up space. Um, especially, I, I noticed with basically everything to do with the tracksuit mafia, who are a, a really funny group. Don't get me wrong; they're, they're very, they're probably my favorite goon group ever because they all have their own personality and stuff which is hilarious that being said the stuff that happens with them and the and the higher ups above them that i'm not going to spoil are a little there they're just kind of there and that makes the show very crowded um in a way that i feel is most notable here than it is in shows like falcon winter soldier and loki like those shows manage it a lot better than this one does that being said this is such a fun show and I really recommend it if you want a break. It's such an easy show to digest. Um, there are a couple cameos in this that are great. And like, there are things, it does impact the greater MCU. Don't get me wrong. But it's just kind of, it's, it's a very small scale show. But it's a lot of fun. It's really funny. The characters are great. The writing's great. And I cannot wait to see more Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop. She was so good in this show. Uh, she has, she is absolutely made for this character. She's made for the MCU. She She's going to be great. Um, really great show, David. Get on that. Um, maybe we'll. I do- will probably watch it like on my way down to Illinois or something. Maybe what we'll do is we can do an episode where we cover what if Hawkeye and Moon Knight and kind of just group it all together. Yeah, uh, because Hawkeye is super short. Yeah, it's only six episodes, and um, what if is probably not is not one we have to talk about too long. Because uh, it's it's basically just here. What are your thoughts on this episode? What are your thoughts on this episode? So we could probably knock all those three out in one episode. Maybe get your teen on. Um, point is, we don't have to necessarily divide to devote too much time to it. But it's a fun show, really fun. Um, and especially, it'll get you in the Christmassy mood because it is very Christmassy. Um, 
really great moments uh, scattered throughout the show. Really good show. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Um, David, do you have any last thoughts you want to dump on the audience before we head out? I do not. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, un- unresponsive thanks to Jatine for being on this episode. Uh, and I, I, you know, it's been really fun. I really enjoyed this episode. Check us out on Instagram, what's that smell underscore you thinking again. Though David does not upload often, he will upload when we miss an episode as we did last week. So, or last episode. So, yes, pay attention uh, to the, the Instagram when, it, when he decides to upload. Uh, what he decides to post. You get to see babies. Yes, you get to see babies in a while because David posts more babies than he does actual content on that Instagram. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We've got some interesting things coming up. Uh, I'm in talks with uh, Film Bro Cast again. Hopefully, hopefully this time me and David can show up on his show and we can talk about cool stuff there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I've been Connor. This has been David. And you've been listening to the podcast that we entitle David. What's that smell you thinking again?